time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Without further ado, let's get into the hot topic segment for today and get in with our guest talking about all that's going on. We've got Brent Chandler, who's the founder and CEO of FormFree. He is widely recognized as an innovator in the mortgage financial services technologies arena. And we're going to be talking about some innovation measures for mortgage loan origination that is available today. We're talking about showing up capacity to prepare for the incoming flux of distressed borrowers and streamlining things. So anyway, let's get Brent on here. Brent, so good to have you joining us. Appreciate you being here, friend. Yeah, thank you, David. How are you this afternoon? Good. We're doing it. We're doing this, uh, this stay-at-home stuff. I work from home, so it isn't big, much of an adjustment for those of us that work out of our homes. I do miss the travel and get out and meeting with clients, but I know you're very connected. I hope you're enduring this and keeping yourself safe as well. Yeah, I, I would like actually to to start off on a on a small personal note. You know, last week was probably one of the most challenging weeks that I've experienced. We're we're in a situation as humans that that we haven't gone through before. And last week I lost a friend to Corona. And oh, I'm so sorry. It happened within a matter of literally two days. Um, wow. The following day, lost another friend. Who, who literally took her life. And, you know, oh. and I have children and we're, we're going through this lending crisis and we're, 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 all, we're all going through stuff that, you know, yeah. whether it's the work from home or whether it's, you know, trying to figure out how as a country economically we pull through this, how we take care of our sick, how many are sick. So there's so much, there's so much information flowing it it's really you know it it it's really got us thinking about a different way of living on a go forward basis so i think it there, there's going to be some positives i promise there's a silver lining in in what's happening we may not be able to see it just yet but i do believe that through this will emerge a different way of thinking and living that perhaps we were neglecting for some time so i just wanted yeah, to say good. on a personal Thank note you. it's it's real it's very real. We all know mm. it, but but you know, I just kind of wanted to put that out there. It is uh, that's good. These are I'm some so challenging to, times. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about your foreign friend that has it. This is playing with people at another level, uh, with people's right. heads. And I'm and it's I just my heart goes out to everybody that uh, as we go through this crisis. But and I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, I by the way, I have to go say uh, I got corrected by Sal Murin, who's what listing live with us. I love you, Sal. You used to be a Fannie Mae. He it was Roosevelt that says we have nothing to fear but fear itself. So thank you, Sal, for setting me straight. He sent me a text on that. But also, I want to get into talking about innovation because Brent, you are known as one of the innovators in our marketplace. Also, very articulate communicator. Christy Moss is amazing. Where did you? How did you get her out of Fannie Mae? I want to know what kind of comp plan whatever you had to do that was amazing she's a great promoter of you and uh, she's just awesome but 
she's talking about, she's the one promoting your innovation, the things that you're doing. And I want to get into that. So when you look where we're at, what are some of the opportunities and the playbook responses that we should be considering as we move through this, especially as to get the originations going again? Yeah. Uh, a, a, a quick note on Christy. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I was a big fan it. of Christy, Christy from afar for many years prior to actually uh, finding the right time. Um, and I think timing was a lot to do with it. Um, you know, Formfree continued to grow and mature over the yeah. years. And our, and our dealings, you know, with Fanny were maturing as well. But she's always been a, a super champion for innovation and technology and how, she you know, is. we can yeah. improve the experience on all, on, on all stakeholders. So, but it was really that moment at the secondary when we were both <laughs> – Having coffee in the what I call what we call the throne, but it was the uh, the, the shoe shine uh, chairs that were up on a elevated platform, and we we sat down and spoke, and people gathered around. It was really kind of that that moment that I knew, hey, this person would be fantastic part of the team, and we pursued her, and she's a fantastic person inside and out. I mean, I just mean literally her spirit. Yes, is, I agree. Her yeah. kindness, her caring, and her energy is very high. Yeah. And she, she's a tremendous asset to form free from the standpoint of she understands the the regulatory issues and brings it into technology and where the where those two come together, we can tell a fantastic story. And she's a true believer in what we're doing at Form Free, which is much, much bigger than than just a simple verification. It's it 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 really gets into how we can kind of view a different environment utilizing technology as we emerge from this. And we will emerge from this. We will. Yes. We will come out of the coronavirus environment. And there's going to be some some carnage. There's going to be some fallout. And there's going to be a lot of, of folks that are going to get hurt. And so what we try to think about is how do we how do we leverage the technology to assist the players along the way? And there's a couple just different ideas that we came up with with legislators and, and industry leaders as they continue to kind of move forward some of the important steps that they're taking with, with property appraisals, employment verification, RONs, you know, we're seeing the industry make, make big steps quickly, right? So generally some of these, these, these types of moves would take tremendous amounts of due diligence and, and thought process and testing and pilots and so forth. So I want to applaud the moves that 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 are at least well understood and vetted to a point where we can make these decisions quickly. I know it was mentioned on a on a prior topic about the reverification of employment, employment verification, and you know I, I I grin because there's nothing challenging or difficult about that when we look at our solution. Um, today we look at ACH direct deposits from an employer as of yesterday. As of, are you still gainfully employed? We can go back 60 days. We can corroborate that with known employer databases. And these are all things that we're doing today. So the question is, the head scratcher is, when are we going to move as an industry to adopt and embrace the technological infrastructure that is existing and that we've been building over the last five to 10 years from the last crisis, right? So yep. it's not as if we just poof, come up with solutions today. I mean... The solutions have been, I think a lot of folks have dragged their feet, to be quite honest, in terms of moving forward and embracing technology as an, as an aid to perhaps doing 
things a little bit differently. I really hope that people understand that technology empowers. It's an empowering tool used right, used correctly. We can empower the borrower to truly understand you know, their ability to pay. We can empower that, yeah. that lender to understand that borrower. That risk divide, that, that gap that, that exists between borrower and lender, and then lender all the way down the line, right, up into the investor pool. But this is where we can really begin to change the granular aspects of what's in the loan file. And it, it starts with, you know, blockchain. It starts with a lot of these things that understand direct source data. You can't – it's immutable. It's unchangeable. It's the source. So that's what I think is going to begin to emerge from this. That, that really gets us into the servicing side of this. And I want to get sure. your perspective. Christy has let me know that you are working with FHFA and Mark Clabby and the team there on a number of initiatives. And what are you seeing being done by FHFA and others on the servicing side? What, are we, what can we expect from innovation? Well, I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging right now for all these legislators uh, and regulators to, imber- to, to really think about all the ramifications of some of the big decisions. So I just want to applaud them in terms of, you know, the amount of work that, that everybody's putting into this to do the right thing. There's, right. There's, everyone is attempting to do the right thing. And that, that we have to recognize, okay? FHFA is looking at multiple, multiple plans. And as far as servicing goes, you know, again, what we can see is that the extended payment forbearance, loan modifications, you know, the industry is preparing itself and, and doing the right thing the 60-day foreclosure moratorium, you know, from, from Fannie, Freddie, FHA. These are all wonderful things that, you know, the, the spirit and the esprit de, the government is, is really pushing forward. So I want to applaud that, but there's still, there's still more we've got to do. We've got to be able to do. But, but with respect to what they're doing today, I say these are, these are initiatives that are, are certainly going to help. They're certainly going to help. And we are, as you, as you mentioned, we are in contact with the CFPB, Urban Institute, FHFA, MBA, and working collaboratively together to do our part. I mean, I'm not suggesting that we can fix this whole thing. That's not at all <laughs> anything that, that we, we, we think. We think we can do our part, and we think there's some things that we can do at Form 3 that can really streamline a lot of this effort that these, these programs are putting out. I'll give you an example. You know, you talk about forbearance. Hey, make your payments, right? Make your payments. That's a great we, – we need to make our payments if we can. This can't be just a free-for-all. Everybody just steps away from their loans. Or why not this? Push a button, get pre-qualified. Let's make sure you do qualify. How do we do that? Well, yeah, which, we can yeah, which actually goes ascertain to a, your asset income and employment in a yeah. single pull. Which has really gone to a lot of the criticism in the administration uh, towards administration because there, it's just been uh, it's a there hasn't been enough reason in some cases. There's a concern there's not enough reasons. I'm looking for the right word, Brent. And such, you know, they need to qualify to not make their mortgage payment. They just can't just 
borrowers can't just say, I'm not going to. The better borrowers with the better FICO scores are going to be responsible, continue making their payments if they're able to. Those that don't, but there are some that are going to say, see, this is an opportunity. And I think some type of qualification tool would be very effective. And I think Forum Free is a, a one of those solutions that could be very good. Uh, looking at the hour, I want to get Alan and Alice on. Andy's already had to drop and go. I had a conference call, but... Alice, any questions you have for Brent as we consider innovation as a solution and service? Yes, so thanks, Brett. And and, uh, I wrote down something you were talking about a little bit earlier. You know, when are we going to embrace the technology and how, you know, obviously what FormFree can do? And uh, so one of my questions then is kind of around that. There are some barriers. Right now, lenders, I think, are going through tech it's overwhelming how many options there are. You know, you end up with a, you know, we call it our tech stack that starts from my, you know, uh, CRM to how I deal with the customer to the best, you know, coaching practices. There's so much technology at the very beginning to just get the sales piece launched. How do we simplify it so that the borrower has, right, the focus is what's the customer experience? Do you have any suggestions in that area and, you know, how do we make that simple for the borrower experience? Because some of it is borrower resistance to jumping into all this technology. Yeah, I don't disagree. And I think it's a great question. And I think it's part of the evolution of a disruptive phase of, of the evolution of this innovation that's going on and the transformation of lending that's happening and has happened over the last probably 10 years now. Um, it's it's common to see the the, the fragmentation and really uh, the consolidation. So we're coming into a new phase of of this evolution. It will be the consolidation phase to which you know we're going to see more concentric focus on. This is a typical a day in the life of technology. Uh, it happened in the it happened in the in the brokerage industry. Um, again, it took a little less time, but I, I don't think it has as many moving parts. But we saw innovation emerge and literally create more efficient markets. And as we can see, even in a, down, in a crisis, in a, in a downturn of the markets, the markets have moved effectively and efficiently. And I think we'll see that transformation happen in lending. But we, do, we will see you know, consolidation. There'll, be, there'll need to be an understanding of a borrower's financial DNA, period. That's, that's, that's a given. I mean, I need to be able to walk in as a borrower and talk to any lender and say, here's my passport or here's my financial DNA. This is who I am because I am the common denominator. Brent Chandler is the common denominator in every loan that I do. This circus where I have to, you know, kind of reveal myself each time I talk to a different lender and continue to give additional information, it seems to me to be just a... Uh, there's a lot of consternation in that process and there's a lot of unnecessary information being transferred. So I think that's a part of it. I think empowering the consumer, the borrower to be able to walk in and share their information that's verified, pre-verified, pre-qualified is the first step. Now what we do with that data now that dictates different regulations down the line. So we can begin to see as we did with automated asset verification, the removal of paper, the, new, the removal of, of this document, you know, we no longer need to collect bank statements when and if you use the automated version, okay? So what does that do? That just cleans up part of the, the collection process, and that goes down the line. As we begin to see data in a different form, we'll be able to do much, much more with it. 
what people don't realize is with asset information, removing the paper bank statement opened up and going digital and that acceptance opened up a plethora, a world, a universe of new possibilities utilizing data that never existed. You could not extrapolate that information out of the paper bank statement. It was impossible. That's, that was a huge leap forward that we're just now beginning to see the additional things we can do with it. So as we get into you know, the underwriting and the connectivity of all the other various elements of, uh, of processing and underwriting, there's some great new tools coming out or that are, that are emerging or that have been worked on over the past few years, which are really going to stratify the, the consolidation of that and streamline the data throughput. So the data is the data. The borrower is the borrower. The information at a, in a blockchain-like environment um, that is understood directly from the source that's immutable moving through the chain, that is ultimately what I see is going to be the result of, of this. We're going to have to get into a continuity of business model that understands yeah. and, and literally, uh, you know, literally evaluates organizations with metrics on their continuity of business. It's going to be the sign, you know, of, of a different industry that's Corona proof, you know, pandemic proof. It's we've got to be able to go. Yeah, that's a new certification. Big yeah. data. <laughs> that's a new certification. Yeah, where our product is now well, Corona I mean, proof. It's, <laughs> it's really think about it. Think about all the people working from home. Think about a lender yeah. who's got a low b uh, bandwidth or who has a stressed area to which. You know, they can't pull up PDFs. I mean, it takes, it takes minutes or 10 to 15 minutes to pull up a loan file. This is actually happening. So the yeah. process is strained right now. And that's due to the lack of continuity that exists in the way we all, all work. And it's, look, I mean, there's, there's nobody pointing fingers. There's no criticism. Yeah. Yeah. This is not something we wish on anyone. But, but what I think we can learn from it, with the silver yeah, lining that we come away with, yep. You know, is really a more efficient process. And the borrowers, we've got to take care of the homeowners. We have to. Alan, you've watched and respected Brent over the years. Any specific questions you have for him? Yeah, the, Brent was happy to my friend. And, you know, it's funny. Hey, Alan. Is Brent, Brent one of the – we're about the same height, about five, six, and three quarters. So <laughs> we see each other – so I can point you see out. Eye to eye. So you, you might say you see eye to eye on things. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, I, mean, you just gave you know, Brent, I, I usually go out with five seven on all every. I'm five seven. No, I'm kidding. But go ahead. Yeah. You gave up my quarter. <laughs> no, I, I can tell just by the last time I saw you. You're five six and three quarters also. So, anyways, <laughs> you know we're always doing our best to to give you guys um, good spotlight, and you know I usually cover what's going on with you guys. It's funny because I, I pulled up some, I, I take notes on every show we do. We've been doing this. I've been doing it with David for a couple of years now. My last big update was actually November of 19 when you announced your pay stub collection and verification. And that was a really big deal. We actually talked about it a little bit um, more, more or less because not only were you one of the first, but you were testing it with Fannie Mae. And so I think the really important thing here is we're in this really unique time, but it's not about where we are right now. What do we have to be doing for tomorrow? So maybe you just want to share a little bit of the time we have left, just talking about how to partner with you. What, what, what is Passport? What are you working on? 
And because I really think for folks that don't work with you today or their vendors are not connected with you, they need to talk with you. Yeah, great. No, I'd be happy to. The, the next iteration of, of asset was obvious to us. And if I could just go back for one brief moment, um, if you think about sure. the, the vision of Form Free and the idea of what we had all those years ago, 2008, in the first crisis, was essentially to understand we knew with the understanding that everybody borrows money at some point in their life, and this is a huge thing, but everybody has an ability to pay some amount, some amount. And that was our charter that we set out to understand and calculate, quantify that amount, ATP, ability to pay. The industry wasn't ready for it in 2009, as we all know, and, and the slow pace of evolution in this emerging technology. Yeah, you know, I think people thought we had forever. Well, guess what? We don't. And so over the course of that time, you know, we focused on asset for the most part. It was one thing that I felt was still the last mile of automation. Other things were being automated to some degree, but the bank statement was just completely paper. So, so we went digital with that, but, but it was not the end game. I mean, the end game was really to do asset income, employment, identity, liens and judgments, public records, and a single pull and, 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 and credit where necessary, where those all come together, we can truly assess a borrower's ability to pay. How much can you afford? Residual income, discretionary income. And, and look at these calculations using AI and data corroboration and validating the data points. So we know for a fact, right? So pay stub and income, we're really – these are pilots that we've been working on over the course of, you know, a few years now with the GSEs in terms of understanding the efficacy and the fidelity of the data. So if you think about a pay stub, um, OCRing or, or what we call ICR, we ICR it. We in, intelligently character recognize the data, and we use AI to actually learn from the documents, but we extrapolate the necessary information, employer name, the net income, the gross income, all the necessary deposits and so forth. So when we see that information, we then have, we can marry that against the bank statement, ACH direct deposit. We see an employer name, we see a net income, and we can begin to make these data corroborations. When we bounce into a third-party database with a known employer database with LexisNexis, now we can triangulate. So now these things become, they become the source, they become the truth. So with asset, income, and employment in a single poll, we call it the three-in-one, we're, we're able to understand with that pay stub, with that bank statement, with that data corroboration and AI on top of it, a very deep understanding of this borrower's true ability to pay. So the pay stub is an easy, take a snapshot picture of it, upload it if you have the PDF, et cetera. And then we do the rest. We just, we ICR it, we extract it, we, we corroborate it, and then we report on it. So for well, us, I, it was a natural extension. And the passport yeah, I mean, I'd like to button. say, Brent, the da yes. data is king, and you have done a great job with that. And I've only heard that you guys are a fantastic company to partner with. So for, for anyone that is looking ah, to, uh, to, to advance what they're doing, I, if they haven't spoken to you, uh, and they probably haven't seen you because, like I, uh, you're we're among the shorter of the crew, but uh, they definitely should uh, <laughs> should reach out to you. My mouth's yeah. kind of big, though. I got a big mouth. Yeah, short, shorter stature, but big in vision. I love it for both of you. Got that going. 
You know, as we get ready to wrap this up, I'm looking at really some of the takeaways that people should be looking at, Brent. And I want to get Joe in on that conversation. Joe, as you listen to this, any thoughts you have or any questions you have for Brent? My thought would be management so focused on the uncertain future and the day-to-day operations, you know, to down to the point of to the people that have my takeout commitments, uh, are they going to be around to, to honor those takeout commitments? Yeah. So, you know, focus has to be on that. So uh, what kinds of things would you say they should they should be, you know, if they are going to introduce a new thing to distract them from those day-to-day issues, it's got to be something that will help them on the bottom line immediately. What would you say is the most likely thing to do that? Yeah, it's a great question, which touches on, you know, the, the severity of where we are. You know, who has the the mind share, the bandwidth to even focus on either changing the way they do things right now. But I do, I do see one area that's just, it's not being addressed immediately. And I, and I know why I'm just going to read a quote, Bob Brooksmith, the mortgage industry can best support the economy and unleash billions of dollars of fiscal stimulus by helping Americans refinance to a lower rate, thereby freeing up resources for them to spend on their needs, other needs. And, you know, I, I struggled Joe out of the, the early days of the corona situation, uh, we go through the, the stages of grief that Dim Deitch, who I'm proud to say is a board yeah. member of Form Free. Um, That's good. You know, yeah, I've known Jim for years, and he's just he's been a mentor. He's, uh, he's just a very astute, sharp, and kind as well. But, um, you know, I struggled. I said the borrowers are going to get screwed. The borrowers are going to get hurt. We're going to, you know, the millions and millions, tens of millions of Americans who potentially are going to lose their jobs for what? What did they do? What did they do? What did we do? So it's a sad situation for so many people. But one of the things that I saw immediately, and, and I even experienced personally, was that rates dropped. You know, the Fed lowered rates and rates came down for a minute, for a minute. And then borrowers had no access to it. The market moved away from the borrowers. The borrowers are trying to come in and refi if they could at a lower rate. Why? Why would they do that? Oh, I can lower my outlay each month, my monthly outlay. Well, I, we came up with an idea that weekend. Literally, myself and Mark Hansen, who's an advisor to Form Free, who'd been through the crisis, called the big short before the big short. Faith, everyone, we, we circled up and we worked, I want to say, 40 hours that weekend on developing a program called CARP. And it's a Corona oh, okay. yeah, um, remember. <laughs> yeah, assistance yeah. refinance program. And so the idea here was simply just push a button and qualify. So by virtue of understanding that I have, I'm gainfully employed within the last 60 days, I have not yet or haven't lost my job. Um, I haven't made late payments and I can see my income and cash to close that we could streamline a refi program which also keeps constituent lenders in the mix. So, so lenders, this would be streamlined right out of the, out of the gubbies, right out of Fannie and Freddie, and peg a rate. It would peg a rate, 100 bits, 100 basis points for a consumer. In this time, on a $250,000 loan, could mean $200 a month. Now, that's stimulus. That's not, hey, you know, let me just go spend it and pay it on my mortgage. That's coming back to you. And not only is it coming back to you now when you need it most, but when this thing does come to an end or, uh, you know, comes to its conclusion and we begin to go back to normal, 
Now I have extra, extra money that I might go out and eat at a restaurant, that fine restaurant where they're wearing the masks you mentioned earlier. I mean, so this is actual stimulus. And we calculated on 20 million consumers, which we could create literally a stimulus button uh, that could reach anyone over 4% rates and, and literally come into a marketplace where they had a fixed rate of three, the lender would participate in that refinance program. That would be a stimulus of $1.4 trillion over the course of, of time, the wow. length of the loan. So, so these are things that we are talking about and saying there's a streamlined way that technology can help. If you can understand that Brent Chandler qualifies – why take me through the 20-page hardship program? Why make me go through a PFS again when I'm already in the refi, when I'm already in the loan? So I think exactly. there's things that we are promoting mm -hmm. that carry this idea of whether it's a forbearance, a loan mod, a refi, that we can understand the qualification that, hey, Brent is still employed, which is good news. Thank you. But, and if I'm not, then you deserve this program. We're working with a large top 10 bank right now on their hardship application, which is literally 20 pages. And it's, it's just too cumbersome. I work with people here in Athens, Georgia, that are disadvantaged, that have lost their jobs, and they don't even know where to go. They don't know where to go. They don't even know how to fill out the yeah. forms. It could be a big part of the solution, but we're not focused there right now. And that's why hopefully I love the fact that you're talking to Faith and talking to the various ones. Keep that going. Don't don't stop. We're, that will be appropriate soon. Yes. It's appropriate now, but it'd be appropriate soon. We've run a wave gone way over on our time, Brent. It's just so good to have you here. I appreciate, again, the leadership you're bringing to the industry, the thought leadership you're bringing, as well as the innovation. You do a great job, and we're thrilled to have you ha have had you as our guest. And I know there's a lot of material here that we didn't even get to, but great job. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you very much. If people want to get a hold of you, Brent, what's the best way to do so? Uh, you know, I'm all over LinkedIn. LinkedIn is uh, my second home. I love I love corresponding on LinkedIn, but certainly Brent at Form Free, and I'd uh, love to hear from any of you, and, and we always respond. And, you know, you mentioned our team. You know, the Form yes. Free team, it's, it, is, it is exceptional. It's unique. It's different. And we truly go above and beyond 110, and we do care. These people care. So thank you for that. You bet. Folks, our guest has been Brent Chandler. He's the founder and CEO of FormFree. Check it out, formfree.com. Get a hold of Brent at brent at formfree.com. Appreciate you tuning into the show. Next week, we've got Kevin Perano coming on, Chief Lending Officer at PMRG. He's going to be talking about, we're going to talk to him about what he's doing to communicate. That's really what I wanted to hear him talk about, because I think leadership, leaders, are true leaders, are those that are communicating to those that are following them. What is the job you're doing? Well, we're going to talk to Kevin about what he's doing and how it's spilling out over the rest of the industry. You gave him a shout-out on the podcast last week. We're going to have him. I reached out to him. Thrilled to have him as a guest next week. So we're talking about the pass-through assistance program that Jenny May, also what's needed. So we're going to continue on this talk. Also, we're talking about the Federal Reserve, the CARES Act, big government, and changes to come. It'll be a really good podcast next week as well. Folks, be sure to check out the link that will be on all of the podcasts at our Liquid on Lending podcast website. Special thank you to our sponsors, Mortgage Bankers Association of MBA. They do a great job. Bob Brooksmith, kudos to you, my friend. 
Finastra, Lenders One, the Mortgage Collaborative, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, again, doing a great job inside the Beltway to help make a difference, as well as Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, AI Assist, Celebrity Home Loans, Knowledge Coop, Mobility RE, Modex, Velma, VendorServe, and Vidyard. Also, a special thank you to Alice, Andy, Allen, and Joe for all that they do to make this podcast possible. Have a great week, everybody. See you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.